four Midwest guys presents Mandalorian Review. Welcome back to Ford Midwest Guys Presents The Mandalorian Review. I'm your host, B. Willie, and with me always is Johnny Z. Hello, everyone. And again, joining us via Skype, the Force Ghost is returning. <laughs> B. Willie, Mr. Brian Eggenbauer. What's up, what's up? What's up? Well, gentlemen, it. Uh, I don't think I've ever looked, uh, with all the craziness going on in the world, I don't think I've ever looked forward so much to a new Mandalorian. A wonderful episode. distraction. Nice distraction. <laughs> Something to take our mind off the craziness of the real world, right? And uh, take us out to a galaxy far, far away from flipping everything. So And bugs. And, uh, yes. and bugs. And bugs. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, but uh, I don't know about you boys, but I, I I didn't think this was as good as last week, but I did enjoy the episode. I, I thought it had some really nice tie-ins, especially if you you uh, invested into uh, Rebels, uh, the series. There's some tie-ins there. We'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, I, overall, I did I, I I thought it was a good episode. Uh, another classic kind of Star Wars. You had some creature the Star Wars. I love that they put in the Star Wars creatures back into these these episodes. You know that mm -hmm. like the Jabba the Hutt. You know, it was always one of my favorite. You know, the Rancor is one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars, <laughs> and, and, and just to have that 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 creature feature kind of thing going on oh, again. Hell, like all of Moss Eisley was basically just creatures. That was what yeah. sold. That was like just seeing how weird everything looked. Yeah, <laughs> just crazy and uh, uh, frightening at the same time, and put that little extra adventure into it. You know, <laughs> um, that I that I love. I, what do you guys think? I, I'll open it up real right. quick. Hank. Uh, uh, We'll see how the, the the video feed works for you there. I'll let you go next. Oh, okay. Well, it, my video feed hopefully is working fine today. <laughs> um, I thought the episode was a... Um, I'm actually disappointed in myself last week. Remember? I, I was like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm going to give it a B plus because I don't think you go any higher. Yeah. Well, this this one was worse than last week, so I got better even lower. <laughs> That's what you get. Yeah. You That's what you get, you man. So, like... So, like a couple of things that I, I like was the uh, obviously the X-wing because I always I always love love seeing mm -hmm. the um, the ships. Brian, yeah. you know, we always talk about that. Oh yeah. Um, love seeing the, the star the fighter pilot the uh, the guy from Kim's Convenience. That uh, yes. was fun. It was fun. It was fun seeing you know a recognizable face behind the, the cockpit there. Yeah. Um, obviously Dave back right. We'll talk about him. Yeah. But you know. Um, yeah. I, I felt like the, we, we've seen this episode before in episode of Rebels. Yeah, when, yeah. when, um, uh, what's his name? Him, him and the other guy fell through the ice. Uh, That's all you, him man. And, him and, him and, uh, <laughs> uh, uh Creek, Creek, not, what was his oh, name? Oh, you're talking about the, uh, the Callus and Zeb episode. Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, I could see some parallels there. I didn't th- yeah. that did not come to mind when I was watching it, but yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I, I, I some... kind of felt I kind of felt like we were we were watching that all over again, um, throwing in the aspects of that that planet that they were on with the, with the spiders. Right, gotcha. Okay, yeah, it was just it just kind of just I don't know. It, it it felt like it was there wasn't enough movement as far as why we have to why do we have to you know why are we on this planet. As opposed to going to the next planet where we have to be, yeah, you know, because that's where the eggs need to be. And by, what is what is it? Did Disney buy buy stock in an Eggland farm or something? <laughs> Actually, I found it, the whole thing kind of gross when, but when I, while I was watching it. But, but we do the same thing. So um, I, well, I, I kept thinking I was like I was like I kept thinking I was waiting I was waiting for the dun 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 dun. He's like kept down the eggs and start working out. We got uh, Rocky, Rocky Baby Yoda out there. Yeah, yeah. And Baby doing a, Rocky doing a montage, training montage. Yeah, yeah, the, the little puppeteers right behind him yeah, are working going, faster. Yeah. <laughs> John, what did you think? Uh, you know, and and again, I'm I'm coming from a spot where I've I haven't seen Rebels, uh, so yeah, obviously I didn't get any callbacks or anything to it. But I think for me, it's it's serviceable. That's the best I can say about it. You know, yeah. it's it's one of those. It's not awful, and it wasn't. It, it, it's just because last episode was. I mean, it's the season premiere, so they got to have like you know they got to kick things off. They got to make it exciting, and they did, and yeah. they did it in great fashion. And mm-hmm. you know, we had a couple moments here and there, but overall, it was. Uh, it it felt really much like a, a placeholder episode. Like you knew where they were starting, and you knew where they were going to end. And in in between was just stuff. So are you going to use the F word, the filler? Filler. Word? Padding, 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 <laughs> padding, padding, padding. No, no. It's, uh, there, there are some moments in there that are fun. Uh, we'll, we'll get to them when we do yeah. our episode breakdown. Right. But overall, and I got I got to say this, like when the director's name popped up, it was like the first thing that came to my mind was like, oh, it's uh, the Iron Man guy. Uh, no, uh, Ant-Man guy. Ant-Man guy. And... Yeah. It's, you know, Peyton Reed, and I'll always know Peyton Reed as that director they got to replace Edgar Wright on Ant-Man, because I was a huge Scott Pilgrim fan, and I, you know, I love Hot Fuzz, and I love all of his Edgar Wright's movies. Baby Driver is one of the best action movies of, like, the last decade, Mm. and could you imagine that kind of energy injected into (laughs) Ant-Man? That would have been amazing, but... They clearly don't like, you know, directors that have too unique of a vision. <laughs> so, you know, we enter Peyton Reed, and again, Ant Man was serviceable, and so was this episode. <laughs> you know, that's that's there about all I can say. Okay. Um, I one thing I wanted to bring up last week, which I forgot, and I, just okay. a, little, a little little tidbit. Um, right. The award geek in me. Sure. Um, Ludwig Göransson, the composer. Uh-huh. He is one T away from an EGOT now Mm. because he won the Emmy for best score for Mandalorian Mm. and he already won an Oscar and a Grammy for Black Panther. Mm. So within like two years, he's got three of the four coveted EGOTs. Ah. (laughs) So if that guy gets on stage or makes a musical at any point... It's all over. He's got all four. Well, he, he definitely <laughs> deserves it. I mean, oh yeah, he's is, amazing. It's a unique soundtrack that yeah. uh, to the, the Star Wars universe and really broadens he, this spectrum of, of Star Wars. Music. He's he's breaking a lot of ground as a composer, mm-hmm. and By far, you know, yeah. yeah. 
Love every second. I love. I mean, it gets stuck in your head. I'll be was at work going. Dun, 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 yeah, my daughter has to hear it. You know? yeah, and yeah. and it's it's a great score because it mm-hmm. drives so much of the energy of the show. It does. You know, and it sets the tone, and mm-hmm. it makes you excited to see what goes next. In, in the tradition of Star Wars music, a lot of people say that the music is the oxygen of what makes Star Wars Star Wars, and I believe it's the same with Mandalorian. It helps. It helps break that. It's it's helping tell the story. Yeah. So. Um, but it definitely follows that. All right, guys. So let's get down into the episode itself. So uh, right off the bat, um, you know he's he's going going along. I, I gotta oh. say that first shot, the very first shot. Okay. That like the first the first moment there was like oh it's clearly a western because like when he's at it, it like he's like it's like the horizon shot where it's like and you see the smoke see coming the, out. Yeah, well no yeah. you don't see the smoke it's like it's he appears like right out of a mirage and just goes straight center frame uh, that was straight out of High Plains Drifter. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, so that was like, again we're doing another western homage in our <laughs> space western. <laughs> that's cool. I I mean I, I I didn't pick up on that but there you go so. More and more I'm, space I'm, space western uh, homages, <laughs> throwbacks, yeah, throwbacks. Um, so, but let's talk about it. So uh, he gets he gets tripped up. He put, they do the whole clothesline on the speeder thing, which is back from Endor uh, with the Ewok, you know, pulling the line. In. But this one's covered out of the sand, knocks his ass off. I thought Baby Yoda was dead. <laughs> Should have oh, probably yeah. been dead. Like, what was it? Uh, Steph had a huge reaction the second we saw him like tumbling. My, my daughter did too. She's like, "Oh my god!" Um, but did that to break the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he had his jetpack to kind of you know keep himself <laughs> upright. But uh, but obviously, it looked like to me it was at least one bounty hunter from uh, last season. The the uh, trans I think it was a uh, they call it transocean or whatever the uh, the 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 uh, lizard guy. Um, we'll just call it that lizard guy, yeah. lizard guy looking guy. He looked like he was from last, so it looked like maybe he hired some help from local Tatooine. Kind of uh, yeah. correct us in the comments, everyone. Who is lizard guy? Lizard guy. <laughs> yeah, somebody. Uh, oh, obviously they, you did not well, do your research, Mister Willenberg. Well, you want to call yourself Star Wars fans? You can't just call him lizard guy. <laughs> Worst podcast ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, it looks like me like, so it seems to be the threat of last season of baby Yoda or the child being hunted continues. Like that threat is being reestablished this season. So that well, was, we kind of, we kind of knew that was going to happen though, because yeah, yeah. Yeah. Moff Gideon's after him anyway. Right. Yeah. So and that's who, that's who set out the bounties after him to begin with. So we know that's going to be, he's going to be chased probably Every every season, I would assume. Oh yeah, I, it was yeah. Just... Like, was it? We find out later. Like, there are certain communiques on the ship that are turned off. Mm-hmm. So, I actually <laughs> thought they were gonna do it the first episode, but they kind of held off and they stat, re- you know, did the really cool crate dragon thing. But then right off the bat, we're reestablishing that we're they're reminding us, you know, that threat's still there, and he's still gonna be dealing with that the whole season long. Um, one little side note for those of you who I did do some research. Um, <laughs> if you notice the little guy that he comes up against at the end, um, that is actually he looks a lot like the the character named Scrap a Jaw Motito. Uh, Mojito. Mo- Motito. Mojito. Mojito. Scrap Jaw Mojito. All right, hey, cool. Ready for a drink. And if you don't know who that is, I've got a little picture for you here. 
Um, so you may remember that's from The Force Awakens. That's the guy that's kind of taunting Ray as she's kind of scrubbing her scavenger parts or whatever on Yes, that, that, that drove the plot completely along for me. <laughs> I did, didn't it? I mean, it was such a huge character. Um, but it looks like they... All that it could be the same guy. It could be the same character, but I doubt it. I, I think it's just somebody that has the same kind of get up and their same species so did he survive the fall then or uh, if he did he obviously if it's the same character then yeah he survived he must have survived the fall and moved on from one desert planet to another um being jacku <laughs> not i told you jacku's basically tatooine <laughs> it's the same damn thing <laughs> So, but there you go. There's a little nugget for you from they're throwing in things again. You know, one big giant story. They're you know give us a little Easter egg. So there's an Easter egg for you uh, that I happened to. Uh, I, it took me a while to find that guy's name too. Let me tell you, I, I had to do about 30 minutes of research to find that uh, on Google today. So, wow. Um, there you go. So there's there's Scrapjaw. It may have been Scrapjaw that, uh, which was hilarious by the way. I thought that whole scene where he gives him. You knew it was coming, but he just takes off, and then you don't see him, and then the next thing you do, you see him just <laughs> does the the dead drop. Did you guys like that scene? I like yeah, how the jetpack landed. <laughs> What's that? I like how the jetpack just like calmly lands and just falls yeah, over. Yeah, he, he does a uh, SpaceX thing with the, the jetpack, like <laughs> like ooh. But I thought that was cool. Um, all right, so let's move on to uh, yeah. That would be one of those neat moments I was talking about. I did like that opening of the episode. What's that? Oh, or just that, the, that whole, the whole like speeder bike, speeder bike, you know, and you know the, the squaring off of the the, the bounty hunters, and then mm -hmm. just that whole. I mean, because throughout that thing, like you kind of see that not only do we still see that there's a, a price on his head, mm -hmm. but Mando didn't do any kind of like special actions while that th that uh, that guy or that that guy had uh, the knife to Baby Yoda's throat. Right. <laughs> so he wasn't about to put any kind of risk to mm -hmm. baby Yoda. So it definitely shows more of a, a connection there oh. with him too. Yeah, definitely. They, so. Not only, do, you know, he, not only is he his, his ward, but he actually does care. Yeah. Give a damn, you know, cause otherwise he could have just said, take him and I'm the end of my quest. Yeah, but. Ba but baby Yoda does have to start doing some more stuff though. We need to see some more force stuff we, from him. We did. I did expect to use a little bit, at least use the force to break his fall or something. Um, yeah. Cause it, as, as we go on, there's some stuff that he does that, uh, yeah. The only I, time we see him use the force in this episode is for, other purposes which are gross but we'll, we'll talk about it <laughs> um in fact um let's move on real quick and let's talk about his deal uh so well first of all he he has to from you know losing his speeder bike which is destroyed he takes what's left and he's carrying everything including baby yoda and the mando armor yeah and all this shit and he's walk he must have walked miles through the the desert into the cantina where he finds uh uh, I had like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome flashbacks there where he's like carrying all of his stuff through the, yeah. the wasteland. And I mean, he's physically exhausted. I mean, he's this whole episode, he's just trying to rest <laughs> from that and, and trying to recoup because he's... Everyone's he's waking a, his ass up. <laughs> yeah, he's fought a crate dragon. You know, he's done all this and he just keeps going and he's just tired. You know? Yeah, no, that's, that's something that... Worn out. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. But uh, but then he comes to Pelly and Pelly cons him out of his money. <laughs> <laughs> and not only does she cut him out of his money, but she sets him up on this whole crazy deal with the uh, the lizard lady, and that's literally what they're calling her, lizard lady. Because yeah. I looked in the the uh, IMDb, basically yeah. just has yeah. lizard, lady. lizard lady. So lizard man, lizard lady, lizard, man, lizard yeah. lady. They're not you know not giving us a character name there. Um, so clearly there are lizards in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
so to me, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you guys this question. Do you think Pelly is, it has to be onto him, don't you think? She knows how he really is. Otherwise, I would not screw with a Mandalorian as bad as she screws with him during that whole scene. What do you guys think, uh, Brian? Go ahead. I mean, I just think that's part of, that's part of her personality. That's, oh, okay. that's, it, it, I just think that's was just the way she is. Doesn't and matter. She's very, yeah, she's very, she's very open Mm-hmm. about everything she does she's not trying to make you know she's not really trying to hide anything but she does try to skim a little bit off the top like we like we saw with um whatchamacallit from the the, the um um tri- the trilogy and the original trilogy not the original trilogy but the prequels um the flying guy the jewish guy oh, oh yeah the very obvious Wado. jewish Wado, Wado, yeah. Wado, yeah. yeah 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 like kind of how we kind of how we see with him you know he's very very open but he always tries to pull things his direction so she's doing the same she kind of she has that shipyard mentality with she even has the droids yeah you know i mean she has That's she has true. the droids to work for her and point. she tries she that. tries to pull everything towards herself like like she's playing for that money she's like oh he's on a hot streak gotcha. oh here's 500 and she's like ah, i hear you suckers <laughs> <laughs> oh nubian we have we are the only ones that have these parts oh, yeah i mean but yeah, that's a good point. I think about Watto at all. That that's a great point, Brian. Go ahead, John. No, I was gonna say like um, I was gonna say she's she's open to a point. She does seem to omit a lot of details, though. Yeah, I just oh yeah. I mean, I'm not saying she's like forthcoming with the, with the information, but she does. <laughs> she gives out just enough to keep you around. Yeah, I guess she, she does that. Yeah, I guess she's just used to being around nobody bad, badass people <laughs> or people that are that that are I mean, just, that are you know are, are the more the the smugglers and all that i guess because i wouldn't mess after seeing what mando can do i wouldn't do all that and mess with him but again but, she's know. she's not doing stuff that would like well, no she's, you know she's just like poking at him but yeah she's poking the bear but i wouldn't even poke the bear right but I, you know just hazing him if anything or just she knows she's clearly got to know that she's got a, an in with him yeah, you know yeah. that he has a code, and he she's she not knows. doing anything to mess with him outright. That would, yeah, you know, go against his code. So, and that he's gonna he's going to tolerate her her nonsense. Basically, yeah, 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 because of the code mostly. But yeah, I just thought I was like, man, that's ballsy, man. <laughs> <laughs> this guy could kill anything in like two seconds. And yeah, but anyway, um, and then we find out that uh, when uh, as soon as uh, the uh, uh, lizard lady comes out with a backpack full of her own personal unfertilized eggs um, and that she needs to get to this planet the next day and she can't do hyperspace because it'll kill the eggs and because they need to be fertilized within the next 24 hours by her husband who's on this moon it's just like there was a lot of technicalities in this that really stretched the Star Wars universe. And I was just like, and then, then Baby Yoda, you know, they, they see the egg canister and his eyes just light up like, ooh. And I'm like, oh, no, no. no, well, no, no, see, no, no. At, fir- at first I was like, okay, maybe he's sensing the connection with them or whatever. I mean, even though they're unfertilized, but. I thought that might have been, I, I'm with you there. I was. I, but I'm still that, like, but... I was like, oh no! No, I, I've seen him I, eat I, a frog and everything else, and I'm like, oh, well, that, no. that's that's where I thought it was coming from. Yeah. It was yeah. like, you know, like he he already he already digs the, eating the frog. Yeah. It, like maybe he just gets it's like us with like, you know, caviar. You know? And he's just the farther <laughs> the farther back in the process it goes, he's like, oh, <laughs> eggs. <laughs> and just to see him eat them, dude, I'm just like, oh, oh, I wanted to throw up, and I'm like, because I, you know, they're. 
I mean, we do the same thing with chicken eggs, but it's still, it's just like... Uh, they, they were, the thing is, these eggs were just, like, soft. Yeah, you know, they didn't was, have, like, a hard they shell like, there. They were looking like they were embryo. I mean, they're embryo. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I was like... Uh. It was just, like, swallowing the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like... <laughs> you know, and the funny thing is, like, the first time it happened, like, he ate the one, and then he was stopped, and then we have stuff that happens to the ship later. I thought that all the other eggs are going to be gone. Yeah, and that, that's that, you know, when he put his hand on that, what he realized was he saved the one in his mouth. I thought that was the that's direction they were going. But no, they decided they wanted to continue the meme of uh, baby Yoda eating a frog from last year. So I think they wanted to up their game in this episode. I guess. And now we know why there's a bobblehead with him, like going crazy around the canister of eggs. Yeah. Cause they made one and everybody was speculating. What does that mean? You know what? They, they probably did that because that was, uh, the equivalent of the chicken nuggie, chicky nuggies, chicken nuggies, the chicky nuggies for Baby Yoda. Mm, yummy! <laughs> so you nuggies. could just like easily superimpose like a chicky nuggie <laughs> in front of the egg for the whole episode. Yeah, well, it, it, get ready like, for it. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. Yeah, like they did the whole chicky nuggie thing, and, and so but like, how do we make sure that kids know that they're, they're not they should eat all the time? Right, <laughs> eating is eating that much junk food is bad all the time. So then they do the, the whole like we'll get into later with this. Yeah, he's eating yeah, the kids, other egg uh, with the spider. <laughs> Don't eat eggs and bugs. Yeah, don't eat eggs and bugs. You, you don't want to. You don't want to eat lizard eggs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it does make me. It does it does? I did have this wild thought. It made me wonder: Does Yoda eat like this? Then did did he did he eat more? Does he eat more than root stew? Like we saw him eat with Luke on Dagobah. Oh, I'm assuming. I'm assuming he does. I yeah. mean, I just he probably he probably eats dead birds and raccoons and possums and everything else. <laughs> he's in a swamp. He probably eats gator. You know, <laughs> he eats gator. He's out there rustling. He's a yeah. crikey. Yeah. <laughs> Kill me an alligator, I will. <laughs> That's not a horse. This is a horse. <laughs> a horse that not is. <laughs> yeah. He's out there choking alligators. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Brian. You know, you you mentioned the X wings. Let's talk about the the run in with the X wings. Um, uh, we already brought it up. Uh, his name is Paul. Help me out here, Sun Sun Young Lee. Sun Young Lee. Boy, wow, there's a joke there. Um, and he plays Captain Carson Tiva. He's the one that does most of the talking. And of course, Mr. Dave Filoni returns. As, oh, that's who that was. Yeah, that's Dave, okay. Yeah, that's Mr. Filoni, and he is. Uh, his great character Trapper Wolf, um, mm -hmm. which is fantastic because we all know how much he loves wolves and yep. wolves and the cartoons and everything else. Um, what'd you guys think? I'll, I'll uh, uh, there's some things I'll point out as we go, but what'd you guys think of just this whole shakedown with him and this like traffic? It, it was originally is like a traffic stop gone bad, you know. That's that's basically what it was, yeah. yeah. And I, I like that exchange because. Before that, we had... Now, this is a very difficult thing for writers. You have two characters who don't understand what each other are saying. And you have a third character who says nothing. <laughs> so, I was, I, I was kind of curious how long they were going to go on with that. But then when we get to this uh, stop gone wrong, it's, it, it, that's, that's what it was. It was like yeah. a checkpoint that went the wrong way. Went the which, wrong. that worked out well. That, was, that played out well. I like that. Yeah. 
What do you and, do? Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. and you made the note there, and that's yep. that's the exact same thing I thought when you said "May the Force be with, with you. you," and then you wrote, and then you said back, and also with you, I was like, "Star Wars Catholic joke." Like, yep, canon. There it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I loved it. That was that was my moment of the episode right there. We're all former Catholics or former Catholics here, so it's like <laughs> yes, that's because we've been saying that for years. Uh, Brian, what did you think of the traffic stop here? The X wing. It was cool to see X wings in general. It was yeah, it was, cool. it was cool to see the X wings. But I thought was odd was, um, wasn't Filoni part of the the task force that came in and blew up the station? Yes. So yes. didn't he already see Raven and Crest leave? You would think they did, but they at the time they didn't know he was involved in the. Well, no, no. What I'm saying is that he we already knew that he already knew the ship. Yeah, yeah. I, that's probably what he was thinking. And then when they he gave him the ping, that's when they it came up with the information. When he, he finally got him to turn on his switch, his uh, beacon or whatever you want to call it, that's how they were able to run numbers and figure the rest out. But yeah, you would think he was probably suspicious from the get go, but he wasn't talking if, at, at all until he goes, Let, "Can you go over to Channel Two? And that's when you, know, uh, you see the. And I really thought, I really thought, I really thought that that um, the Mandalorian would have went to Channel Two. Uh, no, and I, I actually, that's kind of a onset inside joke there. Oh. Going to Channel 2, like, because we all have walkies and earpieces in our ear, and every department has their own uh, channel. So, Channel 1's always, like, main production, ADs and PAs and everyone, they're trying to control the set. But, if you're on that channel and you hear, go to 2, yeah, shit's going down. Oh. Someone's in trouble. Oh, okay. And something's about to happen on set. Really? So, go to 2, like, the second I heard that, I was like... Oh, something's bad's about to happen, and of course, like two seconds later, the they went to attack, attack position. position right, well, that's what I kind of figured, but I thought we would went. Um, he went, "Hey, can you go to two? And then, like, yeah, you never want to. And then, <laughs> you, you never want to go to two when you're on set ever. Ever. No, no, but I'm saying like, Mando, what I'm saying is like Mando. Oh, he was smart enough to flip, <laughs> no. flip the channel. No, Mando no. goes to two and he hears, "Hey, this guy's not checking out." Well, no, because that's that's you know what I mean, like, because that's a code be, for somebody else to stay off their channel yeah well it, it's like when you well, use a, when you, i i understand i understand yeah. that john what i'm saying is i'm thinking that mando would have been smart enough to switch channels to channel two yeah unless it wasn't something he had uh you know yeah. access to well it was right. it was like if you're if you got if you're driving with somebody on the expressway and you say go to foxtrot then that's you you already got a predetermined channel between the two of you you know where to go hey can you switch over to foxtrot then you go i would assume that man learning had a scanner though you would think so i am with you i don't know apparently as we hear his uh, his ship's really old it is it's uh pre it's, uh, it's, surplus it's, uh pre pre pre-empire surplus i think i think he got it in like maybe the uh firefly you know <laughs> yeah it, it kind of is in a way it runs it does nothing falls off of it yet well Without being damaged, anyway, it gets damaged a bit. It's it's. Some of us at the honest trailers they pointed out like the the parallels between Mandalorian and, and Firefly. Yeah, it's like the only downside is like the only difference. This one gets a second season. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch! Yeah, there. shade thrown. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, so remember how he was you know if we go all the way back to chapter five remember how he's saying he doesn't want all this heat coming down on him from this and this is exactly why because you know they like uh were you uh you involved in this and this time were you there and then of course chase is on after that which is i love the chase scene um i loved how the mando just flew incredibly erratic i've especially when he cut 
plummeted. Yeah, free falling backwards. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Um, I don't know. What'd you guys think of that? Like that. That, that, was, that, that was, was a neat little chase. Yeah. yeah, I thought so. Brian, what do you think? Well, obviously, you know, it, it was a, it was a the ships. So it was a, one of my one of my favorite parts of this whole, sh- whole episode. Gotcha. Was that flying flying in and out of the in and out of the clouds and everything else? Yeah. Um, I did think it was odd though that he did all those maneuvers, dropping straight down, and then by the time he made it to the bottom, they were right there next to him. Yeah. I well, thought that was, kind of, I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm assuming um, they're tracking him, some because they they lose the signal eventually, but they do have some. They're somehow they're tracking him, I guess. I guess because he's still pinging, he may not have turned that off. I guess, but yeah, I guess, man, it could be. It was just, I just I was I was like yeah. I was like son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> on they're on his ass big time. But they're X wings. I mean, they're you yeah. Know, compared and then when, to his... he, then when he then when he then when he cut the engine, and then he slid on the on the ice up yeah. underneath that little ridge there. I was like, oh hell yeah! And I was like, <laughs> yep. oh no. And just crack, yeah, yeah. like the ground cracks under him and just falls straight down. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. that's why I write in the notes here because I'm just like his bad luck, his bad day, his bad luck just continues, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he every, can't catch every, a break in this whole episode. Every time I see a Star Wars ship, and if it's like flying through canyons like it is, yeah. I I always have that music from Empire in the asteroid field yeah. playing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, and, so and then I love how the frog lady ends up shaming. He's basically said, "We're we're we're done." Well, this day. ship's total. There's like yeah. the hole is like ripped open. There's that's why that's the moment I thought all the eggs were gone. Yeah, you know, like that's where I thought like she lost everything, and we we're gonna see Baby Yoda <laughs> had that one in his mouth, and he kept safe because when he put his hand on, he knew. Yeah. So I was like, and eh, apparently not. No, 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 no. Baby Yoda yeah. has a uh, in, in, insufferable appetite for eggs. Apparently. Um, but I like how she, she you know, she taps into the droid, which I think we'll talk about here in a minute. But she uses the droid, and she shames him using his own creed or his own. Um, Basically, I, guess, I thought Mandalorians are bound by their word. Their word. I guess that was but a kid story. It, yeah, I mean, I guess not. It shows, she totally shames him into getting back to work. Because he's he's basically he's like I'm tired we're done for the day Let he wants to take his up. third nap yeah <laughs> try his third power nap of the day and she's just like she shames him into it and he gets right back to work you know yeah well it's funny is then and then she's working and then all of a sudden or he's working and all of a sudden she just leaves yeah and she's like oh, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a bath. Or a spa, or a hot, 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 yeah. uh, hot springs bath. I don't know. I mean, for, hey, for the stupid fact, lady. <laughs> well, because here's the thing: is like, if she is like a frog I or an amphibian or a lizard or whatever, yeah. she needs to stay warm, and that probably kept her and the eggs alive. So I, yeah. I thought like when she found that hot spring, it's like, okay, cool, she found something to stay alive. Yeah. So it's the only thing I thought of. Yeah, and we've already talked about this a little bit, but I, I really think her messing with that droid is gonna be bad news for him down the line. I think that's a plot point that they're going to use. You think it's maybe like a beacon or something? Yeah, I think it's going to, she she accidentally not knowingly, he has some sort of internal homing beacon and that's going to bring the gang after him for revenge. You know, they're going to be able to track that through space or whatever. You know, I, I just think I, I just to, because he says you shouldn't be messing with it because he went, they made that extra point for him to say for her not to be use, not to be messing with that droid. That droid's a killer just kind of, I, I don't know. I took note of it. I don't know. What do you think, John? You think it's possible from a from a writing perspective? I, I mean, I'd I'd be all for having Richard Aoyte's voice back because yeah. I love the IT crowd, and it'd be great to hear him back there. Right. But I I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I just have to see how the rest. Of, I have to see how the rest of the season plays out, and if you know, it fits in. Okay. So, all right. So 
I don't know. I, I just think it might be an issue. We'll see. But um, all right. So let's move on to the big Rebels crossover moment. Uh, so for the first time ever, uh, the the Corin. Uh, here we go. Uh, Krikna. Krikna. That's a, that seems to read up there. Yep. The Krikna, which are uh, from, and I will bring this up from Rebels. We've seen these guys in Rebels, the space spiders, if you will. <laughs> Um, now this is what they how they were drawn in Rebels, um, and it, that goes all the way back to season three of Rebels uh, when they were on planet uh, Adalon. There we go. And uh, what? Oh, yeah. sorry, I was just trying to try, 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 yeah, I was trying to do okay. it like based on the screen up there. Sorry. <laughs> so you can see this was this is what we saw in that in those episodes throughout pretty much most of season three and. and these the what I was when I saw Baby Yoda go for the for the egg and he starts he eats the spider egg his insatiable <laughs> egg uh, gets him in he's the one gets him all in trouble right um, but you know to see that as soon as I saw the legs I'm like oh shit and I'm like this isn't good because in Rebels these guys were blaster proof and both Kanan and Ezra who had lightsabers had a hard time with these guys. In fact, I think yeah. if you had blasters, the only way you could kill them was they shot them in the eye. If I remember right, Brian, is that right? Yeah, but, yeah, but wasn't wasn't it because they were um, they were surface dwellers too, though, right? Uh, yeah, they and well, like, and these guys seem to be below surface. So well, maybe that's the difference. Well, was they it also a nice planet too? too? Was it a nice planet on Rebels? No, it was or? like a desert no. planet. So like that a, that might be yeah. another thing too. Like their bodies might have been different based on the climate. I think so. I think it's they're like cousins to probably what we saw in, in this, and they're they're just happen to be a little bit weaker. Um, but yeah, the ones that in Rebels they were blaster proof and they were just menacing, right? And yeah, they, they were nasty. But to see these things in live action took it to a whole new level. I thought, in fact. Well, like live action for CGI. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think they used this drawing, which was a drawing, you know, Ralph McQuarrie, who Lucas hired years ago to do a bunch of uh, work. So I have a question about that. Is that yeah. thing laying eggs? Yes. So it's laying McCrory, eggs out of its mouth. Yeah. So it looks like McQuarrie got <clears throat> some of the design from the face hugger from Alien, as well as the Alien Queen, yes. how it lays her eggs. I, I think so, because it's, it's very... It, the, the whole sequence to me felt very uh, alien. I was actually going to bring that up. What did you guys feel about the whole... I was, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely right out of Alien. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I expected the, the egg to, like, just do that little opening thing. Mm, yeah, very much so. But I, I think this is more of what they were going for. Um, it was this, this version, rather than what we saw in Rebels, the animated version. So... I think they're trying to make a distinction that they're similar to what we saw in Rebels on Adalon, but they're definitely different, and they're just more ugly. And uh, I loved how the when the mouth came down on the, the canopy and you saw the teeth inside, like, going around and around you know, and around, like, that was freaking badass in my opinion. The one thing I, th I, I thought we were going to see, like, since it was kind of a wintry planet, yeah, I was expecting to see, like, that snow beast from Empire. I thought so, too. Oh, you thought right? you were going to bring that, right? the, uh, the Wampus. I yeah, Wampus. Yeah, Wampus. Yeah, <laughs> I I thought, that would have been cool. I didn't even think about that. that would have been you know what's funny is I, I was I was like, are we gonna see a one armed one? <laughs> <laughs> it would have I'm been cool if it had been Hoff. I'm I mean, still Hoff, alive. But... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what I actually originally thought it was gonna be was was gonna be one of those um those beasts or several of those beasts. Hey, he's back. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get rid of him. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I, um, so I don't know. I thought the whole thing was just really well done. I I, I love the, the the suspense, the craziness, the anybody that hates insects like would yeah. Get it a, was like, it was arachnophobia 
on steroids in a in, in Star it, Wars mode. What it was was it was that that uh, canyon in that one scene from King Kong with all the giant bugs in. Oh yeah, uh, remember? Yeah, I forgot about Do you remember that? that? Yeah, yeah, it's similar. But... <clears throat> like it even has like the big like worm thing going over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah, the worm. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah, this was this was like I said, this is the creature part of Star Wars that you know, like the Rancor or the the Sarlacc pit or. You know the the menacing giant creature that the that the hero comes up against. You know, and uh, or the tiny little ones in there or the too. Tiny yeah, ones like because they're, 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 they vary in size. You got like the newborns. You got like what look like the teenagers. Mm-hmm. And the, the funny thing is, like when you heard when you saw Baby Yoda eating the uh, the one at first, I was like, okay, where's mommy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he kills mommy with the the grenade or whatever. Whatever, yeah, the whatever. charge. And then yeah. daddy comes along and comes through the cockpit. <laughs> And it's just like Jesus. Yeah, no, yeah. like the ship was like they were gonna take off. They're like lifting up, and the, the thing just like a larger one jumps right down. I was like, son of a bitch. And I even love how they put a little one on Baby Yoda's head, and Baby is like, like I, I, I was wondering, like, my daughter's if, freaking out. She's like, no. like if that mouth came down, because like, again, I don't yeah. watch Rebels. It's like, is that like, uh, is it eat him that way, or is it like? They, I don't know. Rebels, so you're seeing brain slugs. They, people just disappear. They don't okay. really show anybody being eaten because it's a cartoon, kids yeah. cartoon. But yeah, I, <laughs> um, I don't know. But I, I, I just loved it. The whole the aliens feel. Yeah, the mommy Shelob and Daddy Shelob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So uh, just awesome, awesome stuff. Um, and then they get rescued, but they don't get saved. This this is the part, the one part of the episode I had a problem with. Um, and this is only because I of my view of what I think rebels should be. And we've, we've had this conversation before in rogue one when we did rogue one and they expand it, you know, like reality versus what our expectations oh. of what we think rebel no, people I mean, should the, be. The star Wars nihilism. Yes. That's, that's yeah. what rogue one was. Well, it was, <laughs> you know, it was, yeah. Everyone's an asshole yeah, and I mean, everyone dies. <laughs> Life sucks. Well, you know, and it goes against, you know, my, my feeling as a kid is every rebel pilot, every X-Wing pilot, anybody that wears the X-Wing suit is, is a hero, you know, and that's not necessarily always the case. Um, because they get saved by, uh, by Filoni and, uh, um, the Captain Tiva, uh, and, but they don't rescue them. They don't help him get, get out of the, uh, out of the jam that he's in. Um, I don't know how did that sit with you guys. John, I was I was fine. You're like it's it. you know, because again, that's what I think Mandalorian does really well. Because for Star Wars, Star Wars was definitely it was geared towards kids. Yeah. So good was good, bad was bad. Mm-hmm. There was never an in between. Yep. But when you're doing a western like this, especially when we're living in the post Unforgiven era of westerns, yeah. there's a lot of like deconstruction of morality, and mm-hmm. so you've got to have a lot more of that gray area, which we kind of talked about before with uh, mm-hmm. the Amy Sedaris's character in the beginning, where she's kind of annoying, kind of you know in your face, but she's got you know she's basically good natured and does you know the right things all the time right so th- that the show does gray areas very well because a lot of this is very anti-hero yeah. in the show which is fine like it's it's okay and i i didn't mind that too much especially when they went down the list of when they recognize the ship mm-hmm. they're like you were involved in this you were harboring a fugitive but weren't you also the one that 
put your life on the line right. for this guy. And, and you caught three of like, our right. one in. So yeah. therein is also the gray area as well. Mm. So it's like, we'll help you. But again, and then I think the last line is what uh, sold it to is when he says, we're really stretched thin. Well, he just said that these are difficult times. Yeah, these are difficult times. Yeah. So, yeah, Which means like, stretch then to me. But yeah, I mean, because they're starting a, a new republic, basically. Which, mm -hmm. and I, uh, I swear, at some point in the show, they mentioned that they were stretched thin. But mm -hmm. that's kind of what I got. Like, you know, we'll help you, but we can't stay around too long to help. So, mm -hmm. fine. You're all right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Brian, what'd you think? Did you think, like John did, that it was it was just you know part of the antihero or part of the 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 overall story and that they're human or did you like me where you like me where I was like you know these are the good guys these are the the old the good old good guys that I know as kids that would always help and always be the 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 ultimate you know always always to the the rescue not just the save but rescue what do you think um I I I think that we were they were the uh, they were just there for the the save not the rescue. Yeah. yeah, I really, I really, I feel like it was, it was more so the, um, you're saving grace as you did all this other good stuff. So we're not going to, we're not going to take you in, mm -hmm. but we're also not going to put ourselves in danger right? by help, by help, by staying out here and helping you and not patrolling our area that we're supposed to do because mm -hmm. there's bigger, there's better threats out there than you. Gotcha. But we'll, we'll leave you, we'll leave you be mm -hmm. and you know, we're glad we could save you from whatever you needed, but mm -hmm. we're not going to. We're not gonna get you out of the situation that you're in. Yeah, like because because he even said he goes he goes. How about you help speed up my 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 whatever he said rehabilitation of this blah 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 blah, and so I can get out of here faster. Yeah, right. How about, so you, he, turn, how about you turn on your beacon and we'll leave you alone? Or, yeah, yeah, it's like so, so, so they so they know that he can do it by himself and he can get himself out of there. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're leaving him to die. Gotcha. Because I, th I think it, I think it, had that been a different situation, I don't think I don't think we would have seen the same mm -hmm. scenario. I think we would have seen them help. I started making excuses for him, so, <laughs> and I did. I in my mind, I'm like, okay, is it because maybe it's they're stretched too thin, or the other thought I had is maybe they don't want to risk it with him because he is the Mandalorian per se. Yeah. Maybe his preposition, or know, if anything, he has yeah. to Mando has to retain his anonymity. Yeah, you know, right. But I don't know. I was just like, I was trying to think of anything. I was like, man, this sucks. I mean, I, you know? I think I think it's just the story was written that way. Yeah, okay. this is how it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't know. I was just like, well, maybe they just don't want to mess with him because they they can't really trust him completely, and they don't want to get knocked <laughs> off or something. I, you know, I don't know. Well, again, that's 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 the thing that I hate when motivations aren't clearly defined in a movie. Mm -hmm. Like that that to me is a humongous like drawback in which when your audience is left filling in the blanks, like mm -hmm. there, there's a point in which you can leave things to like to question which is like you you can present questions but you know and have the audience fill it in but at the same time when it's stuff the writer's supposed to be doing mm -hmm. the writer's supposed to convey the story and the motivation and subtext as well when when a writer doesn't do that that's a bit of a weak spot like if you're mm -hmm. if you're fans are out there trying to fill in the blanks on their own i was like that's that's not good that's not a good so that is not a good writing so a little bit of plot hole maybe going on there a little bit of weakness writing. in writing you know <laughs> okay. which fair. and again in this episode i think we can i think we're all in kind of an agreement with just the fact that it was a weaker episode mm -hmm. it was you know? compared especially compared to last week i mean last week yeah. was just 
phenomenal. Right. John, do you do you consider that weak writing or or them trying to get their audience to become more more enveloped into the into the into the show? Well, again, like I say, like when motivation of a character is left for people to speculate and we have no other hints or any reason why they did it that is a bit of a question too but again in this case like i, I mean let me let me look at it now now we got us three talking about it and you got one trying to he's like well, what kind of excuses would he have and he's trying to think of ideas and everything else and get him more involved in the show no oh, so you think they're no. doing it on purpose to string people like me into it like well, that's what i mean why, that's what would, that's, why that's, would the good why would the good guys do this kind of that's thing. what i'm that's what i'm asking hank right. i'll tell you this right now that is just the sign of bad writing <laughs> but that's the thing i don't think that was the intent of that scene though no i don't either. like but, i but it might i mean to be fair if i may i think that was you projecting Sure. what your ideals of an x-wing pilot should have been well and i did the same thing in rogue yeah. one i'm like yeah that's not the rebels that's right you know that, but but that's 12 year old brian in my head right. going you know and, trying and, to justify and you know? that's what i think mandalorian's good at is because it took us when we were kids mm -hmm. we knew what we grew up with mm -hmm. and now it's giving us this gray area yeah and and to your credit Ang, like what we were saying like they defined that there is that gray area with mm -hmm. that scene so yeah their motivation like i'm now i'm not saying the motivation in this scene was badly done i'm saying like when it's done badly in a film or a show or anything like that right mm -hmm. right but in this case like, right. Maybe yeah. the director missed the mark a little bit. Well, we'll get to me and the director later <laughs> 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 no i mean but overall like it's like i said yeah. serviceable that, that was the yeah. one thing I took away from the episode. Okay, that's fair. All right, so let's talk about the end. So um, I called it just limping off into chapter 11. Uh, <laughs> I did like that visual of the broken ship. I mean, this thing is... <laughs> the cargo bay door is like it's flapping open. He, yeah, he's got he's got it stitched together with bubblegum scotch tape and, you know... I don't it was know the most else. redneck of Star Wars spaceships <laughs> I'd ever seen. <laughs> that <laughs> granny on the top knitting um but yeah it was uh it was so uh left with no choice they have to live in the cockpit he says the only thing you can fix and the only thing you can pressurize right and they're just gonna limp onto this moon where you know she can meet her husband and supposedly where the mandalorians are and all this stuff and um I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if the ship can even survive re-entry into another planet, much <laughs> less make it through space. Uh, you know, talk about the Firefly here. Yeah. You know, shit just falling <laughs> yeah. off as it's as it's, it's flying on. Um, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see how that takes place. Is it going to be resolved right away? Or is it going to be... Is the next episode going to be like a you know fight for survival in space kind of so i don't think it will be but i don't know what do you guys think i sincerely hope she gets to that planet and that's the beginning of the episode so, that's because ex yeah again like i was saying with the dynamic of you have three characters one doesn't talk mm -hmm. the other one doesn't understand the third <laughs> so and now they don't even have access to that other part of the ship that has the droid right. and again i guess uh 
is there no vacuum in space with this? Like, because well, the, the doors and everything are opening. Well, that, but yeah, well, that's what he said. He said he can only pressurize the cockpit. Right. So that's so, it. The rest of the ship is open to open space. So. So yeah. that droid is probably like free floating out in space right now, as long as yeah. well as like everything else that's not like secured by those doors. Right. So. So it'll be. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, so yes, it has to land on a planet. I sincerely uh, hope. I they would hope so. I, in fact, I'm move the story sure, along. I'm pretty sure it does because in Brian, and if correct me if I'm wrong, we, there's that that one shot in the uh, the trailer when we see it, like going by a big gas uh, gas giant planet. You see the the razor crest and it's limping along and the the flaps open and everything. Oh yeah. 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 So I, I think I think that'll be the beginning of the next episode. I don't know. What do you think, Brian? How do you think it's going to play in the next next episode? This whole, I just I just hope they make it fit. Like I hope they hope we don't open up the next sequence with, oh, he magically fixed that back door. Ah, uh, you know yeah. what I mean. And and it, and 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 it just comes in and lands like normal. And then when it hits the ground, you know things fall off <laughs> because you're like it's already falling apart, like you said. Yeah. You know, will it will it make reentry? What's what is it going to lose other than the back door? Right. So. Yeah, you know, just how much damage are we talking about here? Um, and, and how's he going to get it fixed, even? You know, is he going to be stranded on this planet or this moon or whatever? Or wherever it is, yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, guys, um, just by uh, watching our intro today that I put together for this for these episodes, I'm I'm pretty sure that the, that, that uh, water, it looks like a water port town of some kind they're walking through. I saw, I saw the, I saw a lizard lady with the thing on her backpack. Well, as, as we were, as I was watching our intro today to start the show, so I'm pretty sure that's the episode. And if that's the case, that's going to be the episode where we've got uh, Sasha Banks okay. and her mysterious whatever. I think will be the next episode. So, <laughs> I definitely... now, correct me if I'm wrong. We've not really. I mean, okay, outside of that little skiff in uh, Rise of Skywalker, mm -hmm. and every other like water planet or. Well, okay, we've only had one water planet in Attack of the Clones. Mm -hmm. We've not really seen boats in not the show. Really. Like they've either no. been like spaceships that can like land on water or or they're hover above water or they're oh, living yeah. above water. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like that's you know, it's kind of neat. I think you could go. The only thing that's underwater, I think, is episode the Gungans. one, the Gungans. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that, that's it. So it'll be interesting to see uh, a water world planet. For yeah, sure. like like uh, the uh, Star Wars technology of, of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. So, uh, what do you think about that, Brian? About next? I mean, I want to get into next episode if too. Much. If it's the next episode, if it's the next, if it's the next episode, that'd be kind of cool. You know, you see see Sasha Banks grab a hold of the Raven Crest and go do it, her little hand in front of her face. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the boss. Yeah. <laughs> <with> the boss. <laughs> <laughs> and then we end the episode, and damn it, if he doesn't. Yoda, little baby, Yoda, the child has not learned its lesson about the fucking eggs. He, he pops another one. I'm just wondering how many eggs she's gonna have left by the time we get to the next episode. I think she's got like half a container left now, if that. <laughs> He's Which, going to and, town. Yeah, on him. And frankly, here's what gets me: we've not seen Baby Yoda be this much of an asshole. <laughs> in season one, it was never this much of an asshole. And no, at, least, at least, at least, at least by a... episode two. Well, last he, season we, he was like force choking a like woolly rhino so if we if we hit if we hit the uh, fearsome threes is he a three-year-old now is he, is he, he's 50 everything? years old remember well, he is 50 know, but has he, has he reached his three-year-old stage where God. he's into shit and won't listen <laughs> and yeah. everything is no <laughs> it's terrible twos it's terrible twos. i'll do what i want 
<laughs> What's that? <laughs> He's like, I do what I want. <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, he kind of was like that with like the leaning over and the switch thing. Mm. I mean, there was there yeah, was that. There but, was that, but but that was even that was kind of funny. I mean, it wasn't. Mm. You're not eating someone's kids, you know, where right. it's like the last, like it's the yeah. last of her family line. Right. And she's got to get that there. What the hell? How is that funny? That wasn't funny to me. Now, it's not cute now, either. Now, no, when you think does, about it. Does she keep replenishing? No, that's I don't it. know. That's, she even says it to him when she's talking to him through the, um, the robot, she says, this is the, her last cycle. Or yeah. Whatever. So she oh, can't okay. have it. I, I didn't know if like she got, just kept replenishing. Cause I was like, well, she was in that hot spring. I thought maybe. Well, yeah, that's what I that's what I thought. I thought those were like maybe new mm. ones, and I was like, why we keep why are we dumping them into this hot spring? Why I, I would guess just to like retain heat because of like, like why would we their... just put the whole container in? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, true. But again, like we're also speculating motivation here too. Which, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, yeah. But yeah, her little trip to the hot spring that I didn't really quite other than to move the plot along. That's it, kinda... yeah, and I think that's. Mm, I'll tell you this that. I write a lot and that is a major pet peeve of mine. Like when it's like, Oh, why are they there? Oh, because story like, no lazy. <laughs> oh, well. All right. So let's, uh, that's pretty much the episode fellas. So, uh, let's get into final thoughts and grades. Uh, John, I'll let you go first today. Um, again, know, serviceable. serviceable. <laughs> the best I can do is B minus. I can't say I didn't okay. enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it lost again. It lost points where like it felt like they were just moving things along just to get them to places. But mm -hmm. at the end, I wanted to know what the hell the places had to do. What was the payoff? So just pair of points too. You know, I mean, it's like, what was this all about? <laughs> like, what did what did this further, if anything, of the show? Yeah. To me, I'll give it a solid B. Uh, to me, I, I think the episode shouldn't have been the passenger. I think it should have been. A really bad day in space or just the mandalorian has a bad day <laughs> because he keeps shit just keeps happening to him he, he can't rest let him nap that's what <laughs> he gets at, at chapter 11 is just going to be called let him nap, let him nap. <laughs> yeah because he can't sleep everything he does he's being shamed you know to keep working and he's being constantly prodded and poked he's being just drug along throughout this entire episode and shit just keeps happening to him and it keeps getting worse and worse and worse um, I, I also give it a B for the creature effect, the Star Wars creature effect. I really liked seeing these. These uh, I liked how Filoni used his animation things, and he's bringing them into live action. And even even though they're slightly different, um, I, I love that. So for me, solid B. Brian, uh, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with the B. Um, what brought it up for me would be the X wings. Mm. Uh, see, seeing that whole scene there, um, yeah. I really enjoyed the very first scene. Yeah. Uh, with the speeder bike, that whole that whole interaction, mm. um, uh, but but basically seeing seeing the X wings, seeing the X wings interact, mm. um, landing, seeing, seeing them seeing them shoot from the X wings, shooting the spiders with the blasters. Yeah. I knew I heard from that the sound cockpit. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought that was kind of cool. And I like like you. I don't think this should have been called the passenger. I think it should have been called Mandalorian in a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That's the title. That's what we'll go with. Yeah. A series of obnoxious events. And you know what? That yeah. that actually fits the episode perfectly. <laughs> All right. So, but by those letter grades, that's actually one like plus symbol below the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. And then I don't know if you guys heard or not. Um, they're getting ready to start season three. 
Yes. Yes. But they're going to take a month off to to film a Bubba Fett miniseries for a month. I have read rumors today that that that, that might happen and it might actually yeah. come out before season three is even released. You know what? Until yeah. until I see an Obi Wan Kenobi series, I'm not going to hold anything. Yeah, like, true. There you go. That's a good point too, John. <laughs> because yeah. they because they yeah. said it was because it's all filmed during the same time frame, mm-hmm. so it'll be easier to film this this and during like, during a month and knock it out because it's going to be on the same kind of. Well, that you know that volume is so robust and so uh, versatile. You know that 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 and how they can change scenes in like three hours you know, yeah it, it is just ridiculous yeah you know? i was even telling steph like when we watched the show like one, one of my favorite things to do in like the last couple episodes is now that we know how they film it mm-hmm. with that entire like circular led stage yeah i my, my favorite thing to play is where does the set end it does you know like well i mean that's well it, it does in a way because like you have to know where the physical part of the set ends well, and yeah. the LED kicks in. So True. that that's what's fun to me watching the show is like I I haven't done the how they do this or where does this end before yeah. in a long time in movies even. I just like it's it's, it's fun to watch this now. I just love but, how they move the camera and everything changes. It's just like but, holy shit, that that's unreal. And and the neat thing too is and I was the, the what I was telling Steph at the end of the episode, my wife, mm-hmm. um, was it's like this the way they film this now is probably the best way to make it covid compliant because the one set that i actually had a chance to work on <clears throat> throughout all this the interaction between people is so minimal mm-hmm. and the fact that you have the option of having just you can create anything around you yeah. and you can space out your crew and you have very few people interacting together at a time. And even when you do, like uh, lizard people that we saw today, yeah. they have prosthetics and masks and everything on and helmets. So you can cover their faces and make them basically, yeah, COVID, make them safe. COVID proof. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. it's was like, this show just lucked into probably one of the best, you know, formats <laughs> to be compliant. <laughs> We got a pandemic coming. What can we do? A show about masks. Yes. <laughs> Somebody never takes his helmet off. That's it's right. Fast. It's right. It's like, and what do the villains do? They never take their helmets off either. Yes. <laughs> it's like when you see one face amongst everybody. We'll just throw Apollo Creed out there and uh, the girl from UFC. They should have ultra. Uh, like, Deadpool. Ultra, Deadpool. Ultra, got to throw in Deadpool. Ultra tough. Yeah. Deadpool yeah. too. Ultra tough uh, immune systems, you know. Uh, you know, it's Pablo Creed out there. I mean, come on. Um, all right. So, uh, real quick before we go, that's our review, by the way. And before we go, though, uh, where can you find us uh, on out there in hyperspace uh, online? Uh, the best place to go is www.thenumber4midwestguys.com. Again, that's www.thenumber4midwestguys.com. There you find links to our YouTube, to our Facebook, to our Twitter to uh to uh the podcast every everything is there for you can follow like and subscribe from there as well everything is listed in chronological order as listed if you go down the actual it's like set up like a blog site and you go down and every episode is there and you can watch it literally right on the website itself and then i've got links at the top to every individual show so then then that'll take you to a page just for one show and you can go down in chronological order best place to go again number four midwestguys.com however if you want to find us on facebook it's facebook.com the number slash the number four midwest guys uh, you can find us on twitter at the number four midwest guys brian where can they find you on twitter and stardust 
at, at Eggzone. Uh, you can find myself and Twitter and Stardust at bwillie1977. Um, and if you like uh, behind the scenes kind of stuff, uh, our uh, we post pictures and things like that. Uh, it's Instagram. That's the number four underscore Midwest underscore guys. Good old fashioned email is the number four Midwest guys at gmail.com. And then our newer thing this this year, we started it last year and we're really trying to push it this year is the fan voicemail line. Mm. Da, 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 da. 1-859-363-5952. You call that number and you will hear my lovely voice. And all we ask is that you say who you are, where you're from, and what show you're leaving a comment about. And if we like your voicemail a lot, we'll put it on the air in the next available episode. So that's a great way to reach out to us and a great way to get involved. We would like to hear from you. We want you to be involved in our shows and we like we love to hear feedback. We would love to hear anything, honestly, at this point. <laughs> Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, please let us know. Uh, and if you guys a, are only okay, I just yeah. felt like leaving a voicemail saying you're all okay. That that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. I would take an okay at this point. Um, but you know, like definitely get out there and uh, let us know how we're doing. So, uh, and then that's the best place to go, though. Is again, the, and be sure to hit the uh, you like and subscribe on the YouTube being here. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So that uh, helps us out, and and leave us a good review too. That that helps us out especially so as well, and just make it a good one. That's all I ask. So. All right. Well, John, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. And be Willie, or I'm B. Willie. Yes, you are. <laughs> and Mr. Ankenbauer, thanks for joining us there. And uh, thanks for having me out there in virtual world uh, on Skype. And uh, um, last, I, I, do you want to be a force ghost again today or, or not? I don't need to be a force ghost every week. No, you don't want to be a force ghost. <laughs> we got to right. make it special. No, that, that was just right. a special one-off. Okay. Right. All right. Copy that. <laughs> All right. Well, this has uh, been uh, The Mandalorian. Uh, I've been your host, B. Willie. And as always, may the Force be with you. And also with also you. Also with you. And also with you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>